0: we read again the first two verses of the Gospel of St. John, chapter 3. Chapter 3, verses 1 and 2. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. The same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God, for no man can do these miracles that thou doest except God be with him. This account begins with simple words, there was a man throughout the Gospel of John and even throughout the Gospels. We have different accounts of individuals who had encounters with the Lord. In chapter 4, we see there was a woman, the woman of Samaria. In chapter five of St. John, we see there was the man at the pool of Bethesda. In chapter six, there was a lad who had a lunch. In chapter eight, there was the woman who was told, go and sin no more. In chapter nine, there was another man who was healed, being given his sight. We don't have their names. Oftentimes, we don't have their names, but here we have a name. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus Nicodemus was not only a Pharisee, but we see he was a ruler of the Jews, so he was one who was of uh, high regard a teacher we, we uh, See that he came to Jesus by night. Some say that he was embarrassed to be seen of Jesus by his peers. I'm not so sure that that's why he came by night. Perhaps he simply wanted a private audience with the Lord. He wanted to. Uh... Well, it's not clear what he wanted. Actually, he didn't have a question to begin with he had an observation to make and that was read he said Rabbi we know that thou art a teacher come from God for no man can do these miracles except God be with him so he wanted this uh, apparently private audience he was motivated by something he wanted to know more who was this he uh, perhaps felt something was lacking within his own uh, self how do you how do you start when you want to have a conversation with jesus he started by acknowledging something here it was at least a teacher come from god he he acknowledged that he had done miracles and knew that he must be of god later on we see the same nicodemus stood out from among his peers when they were disputing amongst themselves who he was there was a great division uh, uh, among them uh, we see john uh, accounting for that in in chapter seven those who were to secure jesus restrain him bring him uh, to the sanhedrin uh, or inqu- they inquired why why have you not brought him and they, their reply was never a man speak like this man and nicodemus asked the question doth our law judge any man before it hear him and know what he does so something stood out to nicodemus that, that escaped the attention of the others Well they scoffed and asked him art thou also of galilee so he gave uh, a diminishing response uh, to that and then later on uh, we see after jesus was crucified that Nicodemus participated with Joseph of Arimathea in the preparation and the burial of Jesus. Well in verses 3 and 4 we see Jesus responding to the observation of Nicodemus by saying except a man be born again he cannot see the kingdom of God and finally we have a question then from nicodemus jesus disarmed him i'm not sure what question nicodemus had in his mind when he came to jesus by night to inquire of him to learn more of him but uh, jesus took command of the conversation. Except a man be born again, he shall not enter into the kingdom of, of God. When Nicodemus had been born once, so have you. There was a lot of excitement accompanying your birth. You don't remember it. But others do. Well, Nicodemus had no recollection of his own birth, but he knew a little bit about it by his name. That was a big deal, still a big deal, I guess, to name uh, babies today. Well, not I guess, it is. But it was more so in the Hebrew tradition because names had meaning. Nicodemus' name meant triumph, conquest, victorious among his people. It's not clear what led his parents to name him that. Perhaps they thought he would be a military man. But it's ironic that Nicodemus came to Jesus here in, in the sense uh, here is that they, in his walk with God, he was anything but triumphant. He was not the conquering. He was not victorious among his people. There was something within that, that was lacking. And so jesus said except you be born a second time you cannot see the kingdom of god well in other places in the in the bible this second birth here it's referred to born again elsewhere born from above to be born anew nicodemus asked a question can a man enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born a second time what what's What's this all about? Well, to be born a second time would, in that sense, would bear the same result of the first time. We would still bear uh, the image of Adam rather than the image of God. Adam Clark says, every man must have two births, one from earth and the other from heaven, one of his body, the other of his soul. Without the first, he cannot see or enjoy this world. Without the last, he cannot see or enjoy the kingdom of God. Jesus was not speaking of the first birth here. He was speaking of the second birth. Without the second birth, you cannot see the kingdom of God. It's it's new life for one who's dead in trespasses and sin. Charles Spurgeon says to wash and to dress a corpse is a far different thing than making it come alive. Jesus makes us come alive in this in our spiritual walk. We've been born once. The question today does not relate to that. The question is, have we been born a second time? You've been born uh, the natural birth but have you been born, have you experienced the spiritual birth? Earlier, John writes, As many as we saved him, gave he power to become the sons of God. Even to those who believe on his name, we must believe on Jesus. But if we believe on Jesus, uh, it's more than being born. It's not being born of blood, nor of the will of flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. In the case of Nicodemus, He put a lot of stock in having been a descendant of abraham but that's to be born of the flesh we hear people testify nowadays from time to time where they say when they were younger they hoped at the rapture of the church they could grab a hold of their mother's apron i don't know why they don't want to grab a hold of their father's jacket or something but anyway that's the way they testify uh, thinking that they will go up or thinking that as a child uh, with their parents but we will not go up uh, at the same time as our parents if we have not experienced that second birth we must be born again the natural birth introduced us to uh, to life but the second birth introduces us to spiritual life We have no memory of the first birth, but we will never forget the second birth. Earlier in the week, last Tuesday, Brother Nolan Roby testified of his second birth. Today is his birthday. But when he testified on Tuesday night, he did not testify of September 15th. He testified of January 6th, September 15th, was his first birth. January 6th, 1953, was his second birth. So he stood up and declared how he was born again. It's always striking to me to hear him testify of his second birth because that occurred six days after my first birth. But when we have testimonies we don't testify of our birthday we testify of that second birth when we were born again verses five and six jesus states it again in a different manner but the same thing verily i say unto you except a man be born of the water and of the spirit he cannot enter into the kingdom of god that which is born of the flesh Is flesh and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Like produces like. We see that in the first uh, chapter of, of Genesis, first chapter of the Bible. So whether we are a descendant of Abraham or, as we all are, a descendant of Adam, we are born of the flesh and we shall inherit the attributes that have been passed on or transmitted from Adam through every generation until now. We inherit Adam's fallen nature, and that fallen nature will manifest itself early on in life by actions and thoughts that are contrary to the will of God. We've been born the first time. We must be born the second time. That's the remedy that is provided for neutralizing, and more than neutralizing, but for forgiving those past transgressions and for eradicating that nature of sin. Sometimes we we hear that even babies manifest that inherited nature of sin by crying and hollering when something isn't going right. I'm not sure that really is carnality, however. I think they might just be hungry, or frustrated, or need to be changed, or or whatever. But carnality will manifest itself in time through defiance, through rebellion, through a guilty conscience. Being right with God is not a condition acquired at birth. The condition acquired at birth is Adam's fallen nature. We are all born in sin and shapen in iniquity. We, we can't do anything about that. There's nothing we can do uh, during the uh, term of, of pregnancy to uh, mitigate that. We simply have inherited the what came about by the fall of Adam and the sins, the transgressions of Adam and Eve. It it is fascinating that even if the parents, the mother and the father are sanctified, holy the child does not bear the holy image or nature of, of mom and dad. We inherit the fallen nature, of and the corrupt nature of Adam and Eve, the result of the fall. We need the second birth. The first birth is a wonderful event for mom and dad and for the baby, but we need to be born again. Jesus is more than a fix-all remedy for the problems of life. Even after you're born again, you know, the, the life will bring problems. Jesus is the savior. He came to give his life to save us from our sins. To be saved from your sins is not to live a problem-free life. To be saved from your sins is to live a life without sinning. And that's a good start toward resolving a number of problems that life brings. You must be born again. You must experience that second birth if you uh, want to experience the kingdom of heaven in this life and in the life to come. Life just goes better when you're saved. It really does. It won't go perfectly. Uh, Not Nobody promises that. And if they did promise that, they they shouldn't have. Because you'll have trials. You'll have uh, challenges. But you'll have Jesus at least you know that your past sins are forgiven and that you go forward in life without sinning anymore there's enough power in the gospel to deliver that's what it means to be saved that's what it means to have a savior he saves you from experiencing those things again you'll have a conscience that's void of offense toward god and toward your fellow man Peter. Uh, spoke of it. He experienced it. And he wrote, being born again, not of the corruptible seed, that's the natural, the natural birth, that's the first birth, but of incorruptible, by the word of God which liveth and abideth forever. Jesus said, Marvel not that I say unto thee, you must be born again. You know about the wind, you do not see the wind but you see the evidence of the wind blowing. You feel the breeze on your face. You can even tell from which direction it is coming, but you cannot tell its source. Uh, you don't know if if the current uh, began uh, 100 yards away or 100 miles away or 1,000 miles away. We cannot tell that, but we can, we can see the leaves falling from the trees or blowing across the street. So it is with this new birth. So is everyone that is born of the Spirit. We, we cannot see it happen, but we can see the evidence that it has happened. We can see the fruit of the life of one who claims to be saved and you shall know the tree by its fruit. When a sinner kneels and confesses and forsakes sin, asks Jesus forgiveness and invites him into the heart, we do not see that instantaneous operation, which the Bible also calls regeneration, in addition to new birth. Jesus told Peter, When thou art converted, strengthen the brethren. We we don't see that. Even when we experience it. It's like the wind. You step out and you... We say we see the wind is blowing, but we don't see the wind blowing. We see the evidence that the wind is blowing. There's, there's power uh, in that experience to change the human heart. That second birth. At times... <clears throat> Maybe all the time. The first birth, we don't we don't remember. It was hard on our mother. Our mother said so, but it wasn't so hard on us. Oh, maybe the doctors will say that there's a certain amount of trauma. Actually, I was born on New Year's Eve. Mother Nolan born the second time on January 6th. So that was on a Tuesday. I was born on the previous Wednesday. I was born late in the evening. Because uh, my mother tells me that they were trying to get her to hold me back from being born so that I would be the first baby born in Douglas County in 1953. Well, I don't know about all that. Uh, they, they, she tells me that they put drops, did something in my eyes or something to her. I don't know what. And she claims that that is what gave me poor eyesight. Uh, which led me to wear glasses, start wearing glasses when I was age 2 after they saw that I was bumping into things and that kind of a thing. They were astute along those lines. Well, I didn't, I didn't wait. Two hours before midnight, I was born. And perhaps I was the last baby born in Douglas County in 1952. And maybe that's, the Bible says, the last shall be first. The first shall be last. I don't know how all well that uh, works in there, but I've heard Brother Nolan give a few more details on his testimony and other times how there, there's a certain amount of travail in his heart and in his mind leading up to his second birth in contrast to the ease with which we seemingly were born the first time. Well, you know, the second birth isn't easy. It's not, you don't approach this casually or flippantly to be born again. There's a certain amount of travail. There's a certain amount of anxiety. There's a certain amount of of concern and there ought to be. It's a difference. The life and death matter. It's a difference between entering into heaven one day or being ushered out into a lost eternity. You must be born again. If you're going to see the beauties of the gospel in this life, Or if you're going to see heaven, ever. So it's no uh, casual event. Uh, Those who claim to experience that second birth in a casual manner uh, end up being unhealthy Christians at best. No, but someone who goes through travail and who uh, determines, Oh God, have mercy on me. I'm not right. I need freedom. I need liberty. I need victory. I need to be a conqueror among uh, my people. And they break through. And and finally, uh, touch heaven with that prayer. And the power of God sweeps through the heart or perhaps uh, just a simple sense of overwhelming peace. And you know that you've been born again that kind of an experience that that deep settled peace that assurance uh will lead to a a robust uh, birth a strong uh, christian even if it's a a growing christian much like we must grow after we are uh, birthed naturally well have you been born again not have you been born you've been born trust me have you been born a second time? Have you experienced this rebirth? Not the way it's used in the religious world, somewhat casually. Have you experienced the second birth? You don't remember your first birth. You will never forget your second birth. You will date your life to a large degree more from the second birth than from the first. Oh, your birthday will be celebrated every year, whether it not to be. But when you think of the things that pertain to God, that second birth is what will keep you grounded throughout your life. You will know that you, at that moment, pass from death unto life. It's what Jesus meant when he said, I came to give you life and to give it more abundantly. We don't have to travel through life, even if we have uh, challenges, or rather, not if, when we have uh, challenges. Uh, We can pass through life in an overcoming fashion, because we have Jesus. If you've experienced that second birth, then you can thank God for it this morning. If not, you can come to this place of prayer, drop to your knees. Say that prayer that the publican said, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. doesn't have to be complicated, but meet it from your heart, and you will experience that second birth, and God will give you that assurance that you have been born again.